Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. week on your favorite soap operas it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on soap central live with dan j kroll get ready for the latest soap news scoops recaps and interviews with your favorite daytime stars now here's dan hey everybody and welcome to another edition of soap central live i'm your host dan kroll and for those of you who are hoping to spring forward an hour and skip over today's show, well, <laughs> no such luck. But if you did tune in this week to hear Hillary B. Smith, unfortunately, she's had to reschedule. She wanted me to let all of you know that she's very, very sorry that she couldn't be here today, but something unexpected popped up. We're already, though, working to sync our schedules so that she can stop by sometime in April. Now, this is episode 62 of Soap Central Live, and I'm sure that by now you've probably noticed that my fascination with soaps goes beyond the storylines. So through this show, I think I've wanted to help us all learn more about the actors and actresses on the soaps, figure out what goes on behind the scenes to get these soaps on the air, and to talk to people, famous, infamous, and otherwise, who, like us, love their soaps. And that's exactly what we're going to do on today's show. Coming up in the second half of the show, you know her as One Life to Live's Noelle Ortiz, but we'll catch up with January Lavoie to see what she's been up to since we last saw her character, and we'll learn more about the contest that has her soon-to-be husband competing online for Groom of the Year honors. Then I'll chat with Damian Tracy, who's the creator of the web soap Secrets, to find out what are some of the challenges in putting together a web soap especially now that it seems that there's an ever-growing list of web soaps, and some of them are even backed by the star power and money of celebrities. But before that, I've been poking around online into something called fan fiction. Now, for those of you out there who may not be familiar with it, here's a quick breakdown. Fans take existing characters that we already know and love, and they write their own stories for them. It's not something that's just confined to the world of soaps, but it seems to me that soap fans are really, really into it. Someone might write something like their own take on YNR's arbitration storyline. Maybe Victor didn't lose, or maybe he lost everything. Or maybe a General Hospital fan might write Sonny and Brenda's wedding in a totally different way that didn't involve something so explosive. To me, I think it's sort of a great way to flex your creativity muscles. And when I came across a new game... Story Club games, it reminded me a lot of fan fiction, or maybe it's fan fiction with a sprinkle of mad libs and a dash of sex in the city. So I invited Marcy Jacobs, who's the creator of Story Club games, to drop by and visit with us today and to discuss fan fiction, 
her background in advertising, and brace yourself, everybody, to play an impromptu version of her game live on the air, and you guys can actually take part in it, too. So, Marcy, welcome to Soap Central Live. Thanks, Dan. I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, we'll get to the game a little bit after, you know, I have my drinks over here. Nothing alcoholic, but I need to get myself in the mood. So we're going to learn a little bit about you before we start playing games. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. So first of all, I have to ask, are you familiar with any of the soaps or do you have a history of having watched any of the soaps in the past? In the past, um, when I was in college, um, all my children, we used to schedule our classes around all my children because we would never miss it. And, but that was a long time ago, Dan. <laughs> well, I w- I, without giving anything away, I'm just curious, just in general terms, uh, what's the last thing you remember uh, from watching oh All My Children? Is there a character? Is there a storyline that stands out? All My Kids, um, you know what? I can't, I will tell you, I don't remember anything from All My Children, but I do remember on General Hospital, Luke and Laura's wedding. I think everybody does. I think there's That's no one I know that hasn't soap opera seen. Thing that, of course, then I watched Young and the Restless for a little bit with um, Victor and Nikki back when they were married. Okay, so we've gone from a, a basic admittance that maybe you watched All My Children in College. Now we've added General Hospital and the Young and the Restless <laughs> to the list. <laughs> but it's been a very long time. I could probably turn on Young and the Restless now and the same people are probably still on it. There's a couple. I mean, certainly uh, Victor, Nikki, Mrs. Chancellor. There's definitely some some faces that I think you would remember. It's never too late to start watching the soaps. Yes. Which one was Dorian Lord? Okay, now we've added one life to live to the mix. <laughs> she was so awful. Oh, my God. I'm just, <laughs> just going to sit back here and find out what else. But until we're done with this hour, we may have covered every soap that's ever been on the you air. Know, my mom used to watch this show called Ryan's Hope. Okay. <laughs> and I would one. poke around that one, but um, I like the nighttime soaps now. Um, I mean, I'm totally into all the house, those crazy housewives um, mm-hmm. of, of the, the housewives of Beverly Hills and Atlanta and New Jersey. And that's, to me, that's because um, I work during the days. So I can't watch TV during the day. That's why, you know, a lot of people do. That's, of course, why we have our recaps and stuff on SoapCentral.com for people to check out. So, you know, maybe you'll uh, want to poke in and see what Victor and Nikki are up to. Exactly. And get caught up. <laughs> I also mentioned, of course, that you have uh, an extensive background in advertising. I'm curious what, uh, anything that you can talk about that maybe you, uh, the listeners out there might know about or a product that maybe you're particularly um, yeah, excited you about? Do. Mostly mass retail, um, mass media retail. I handled some big clients. One client I handled years ago that they're still to this day using my commercial. Um, It's a home health care company that you see the commercials during the daytime, uh, probably within the soaps that say, if you qualify, call this number and we can get your breathing medications for you. You know, it's one of those kinds of things. But um, it cracks me up because I made that commercial for like $500 about 10 years ago, and they're still using it today. See, sometimes it proves that you don't need to have super graphics and craziness to have a message that resonates. I mean, you're talking about oh. something that I think I actually saw on the soaps today. Probably, you probably did. Med for home. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Hopefully they'll send you a little residual check for mentioning them on the show. Well, I don't know about that. Um, those days are gone. I'm into, I'm into making games now. And who doesn't love a good game? I actually, I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I went into my little storage area today, and I have so many games that I wish I had people who seem to be more interested in playing games. I mean, from the olds to like Monopoly and Clue to things like uh, uh, Pictionary and, and Cranium and all that other stuff. But what about games? How did you sort of come about this idea of Story Club? Where did the idea come from? Well, the idea actually came out of a dream that I had. Um, oh. I have these crazy dreams. And one night I dreamt that I was in this book club. And all the women were arguing about what book to read, what story to read for the next month. They couldn't decide. And I raised my hand in the dream, and I said, well, if we can't decide on somebody else's story to read, why don't we write our own? And I woke up from the dream. And I told my husband about the dream, and I always tell him about my crazy dreams, and most of the time he <laughs> rolls his eyes and is like, yeah, my crazy <laughs> wife. But this time he said, you know what? I think you need to look into this. And I looked and I researched and researched on the Internet. I couldn't find any boxed item other than a Mad Libs where friends could get together and write stories together. Hmm. And so I started writing it. And I connected with a few girlfriends, and we started writing these starter cards. We started writing all these wild cards. And when we had enough material, we wanted to know if the thing would work. So we made like a, a homemade version. We made a storybook, and we made the cards. We invited a dozen girls over. And not only did it work, Dan, but it was such a fun and funny night. And we kept meeting with the same group of girls for the next four or five months, and every time we would tweak it and get their input, these were they were our guinea pigs, until we had the game exactly where we wanted it. The story starters... You know, are, are the cards that there's 40 in the box that actually start the story. They're like the first two sentences of a, a soap opera, kind of a romance novel. And then there's the wild cards turned into people, places, and things cards that keep the story moving. So it is kind of like a Mad Libs, but in Mad Libs, you know, the story's already written. You put in a noun, an adjective, a number, and voila, at the end you have this crazy story. A story club, we give you the starter, the people, places, and things, and you create the story with your friends around it. To me, it sort of sounds a little better than a book club, because let's face it, I think everybody who's been to a book club or been a part of a book club knows that not everybody finishes the book. Very true. <laughs> um, and we have many book clubs that are actually, I mean, I'm not saying stop reading. I'm just saying maybe take a break from book club now and then. We have a lot of book clubs that are doing story club every other month or once a quarter just to take a break and it's you know there's nothing to prepare that you don't have to you know bust to get a book done or go buy a book you just get together with your girlfriends and you know you let these cards lead you into one of the funniest experiences with your girlfriends you could ever um experience this first edition, by the way, is the game is called Story Club. The first edition is a girls' night edition. I mean, we have ideas for kids' stories that hopefully they'll play in schools, like for third and fourth graders, for creative writing. I mean, there's a million, just like Monopoly has gone crazy, there's, the premise is the same, but there's zillions of versions. Right, and, absolutely. Um, for every city, for every sports team, for every type of dog. 
Yeah, every university. I mean, there could be university. There could be um, city. I mean, New York's New York City stores. I, mean, I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm telling you, the people, places, and things are already written. Uh, you know, <laughs> those are already written. It's it's a matter of you know figuring out the how to put them together and create uh, something very interesting. <laughs> Well, you mentioned it's girls' night, and you, of course, mentioned your husband rolls his eyes at your dreams. I'm curious, in playing this game and prototyping it, did you find that he was sort of listening or paying attention or wanting to be a part of this? Because it doesn't sound like it's just for, for women. No, actually, um, he is my biggest cheerleader. He, he'll sit here in the study while, you know, while we were having our little uh, story club nights, and you know, it just kept getting better and better. But I will tell you that even though it's called Girls' Night, um, we have played it with the guys, and all the guys want to play it. Um, and the guys are actually really good um, because they're so competitive. They want their chapter to be better than the chapter that was just <laughs> In fact, we played Story Club a couple months ago. I had, um, I had a couple dozen female attorneys here in Charleston, and we had so many people that what we did was we split the entire group that was there into two completely separate groups, but we pulled the exact same cards for each group. So we had two stories being written by different group, by different people based on the same cards just to see, you know, different people and their life experiences and their thought processes. And you write, you play Story Club, you write actually with a partner. So it's not you okay. responsible for it. You play, you, you know, you bounce ideas off of a partner. And we came up with two amazing stories. One was like A, the other one was Z. They were both equally hysterical and fantastic. But it just goes to show you how different people think. I'm not entirely sure how I think, so we're going to get ready to play. Let's play. Uh, we're going to get ready to play. But I want to let people know that if they want to either call in and explain a little bit about their fan fiction addiction or if they'd like to be part of this game and play it, Here's the number. It's the same as always. It's 866-472-5788. It is toll-free, 866-472-5788. And we are getting ready to play Story Club Games with Marcy Jacobs. So, Marcy, uh, tell me what I need to do, and, and let's, uh, <laughs> let's do this. This is alive, everybody, so let's okay. see it. Okay. Well, there's, I will tell you to start off with, in the game, Dan, it comes with a storybook. It's like a journal. Okay. It holds 12 six-chapter stories. In the course of a night, you know, it takes a team anywhere between 5 and 15 minutes to write a chapter. So six chapters is a two-hour night. Perfect. Okay. Um, also inside the box are four decks of cards. Like I said, there's 40 of each deck. Um, I pulled out a story starter that we are going to start a story with, and um, I also pulled off the top of the deck a people card. So I'm okay. going to go ahead and read you the beginning of our story. Okay. Bradley was admired for his political success and high morals. That all changed when he was spotted having a private lunch with X while out of town. Oh. Oh, my. Okay. okay. So every story starter has a character with an X in it, and then you shuffle the, the deck of people cards, you pull up the first card, and whoever is on the back of that card replaces the X. Oh, Okay. Okay, so the card on the very top of the deck is a, a, a person by the name of Tam, T-A-M, and I, I would imagine it's a woman. She is the owner of an exclusive gentleman's club. 
Oh my. Oh, this is so scandalous already. <laughs> is that soap opera E enough for you? <laughs> it is, and I hope she's not listening. I mean, I hope she's listening, but I hope she's not listening. We actually have a columnist for General Hospital who's named Tammy Lou. This could be her. I didn't know she ran a gentleman's club, though. Oh, God, you are so bad. <laughs> you never, you never know what goes on. <laughs> okay, so I will tell you that in the rules of play for Story Club, if you and I are a team and we pull this card and we look at each other and we just do not see in a million years that we can make it work, we have the option of discarding this card, but we have to take the very next card in the deck. Okay, okay. I think Tam, frankly, is perfect. I do, too. I, I, I'm thinking, you know, so he was uh, aspiring political until he was spot having an, a private dinner with Tam, the owner of an exclusive gentleman's club. Yeah. See, I'm thinking that Bradley, you know, he's got this all this political success and all these high morals, but apparently I, I'm kind of thinking that maybe, you know, all these politicians that come into town, he sends them secretly to Tam Ooh. for their entertainment for the night, and she has, she's trying to blackmail him. That I like that, because blackmailing, of course, is as soapy as you can get. Maybe she didn't know who he was, until one night uh, she was watching the news and turned on and found out that the, the man who she knew as Samuel was actually Bradley, the uh, want-to-be congressman from her hometown district in Louisiana. <laughs> right. And so she has all this dirt on him, and she's actually wanting to get – maybe she's wanting to get out of the business, and she wants to, I don't know – flee and go somewhere so she's looking for some money so she sends him a note and says you know what i've got all this dirt on you um or she starts sending him some blackmail letters i don't know and he finally he says okay i will meet you and they go out of town he meets her at this for lunch he spotted having a private lunch with her while out of town now, I'm curious, as we're talking about this, and we're talking about writing down, what happens if in the process of this, you come up with an idea that maybe you want to explore in another direction? So let's say, for example, someone says, oh, you know what would be better? Maybe Bradley didn't know that Tam was the owner of this gentleman's club, and he's been seeing her off and on, and now all of a sudden somebody says, oh my gosh, you know, you're, that girl that you're dating is actually Tam, and she runs this gentleman's club and he's torn between he doesn't want the press to know that he's dating someone who runs a gentleman's club but he loves this woman and so he's sort of torn between you know how do you break it off without the press finding out because surely if the press finds out that he's dating a, a, a woman who's doing this on the on the side or as her main business his career is toast okay you just wrote you just wrote an amazing chapter one <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I mean, seriously, it could go, you can see how it could go a million different ways. Okay. So then no, what I, happens is, we, could, we leave the rest of the people that are at our little gathering, our story club, and we go to, as a team, we go out onto the porch or in the dining room and study, and everybody else is hanging out, drinking wine, talking about, you know, their kids, their bosses, homework, whatever, uh, their husbands, and, um, and wondering what we're going to write. And we write chapter one. It can be two sentences. It can be a whole page. 
And then we come back and we read our chapter to everyone. We, you know, ding the glass, ring the cha- read the chapter. Everyone's laughing. And everyone's going, oh, my, you know. And then team number two, who writes chapter two, they come up and they select a card from both the places and things pile. They can use one or both when writing their chapter. And then they leave the room and they write chapter two. They continue the story. Interesting. So right off the top of the deck, places the card I chose was the Las Vegas Strip, which is... Of course. (laughs) I mean, so trashy. Poor Brad and Tam. I mean, God, there goes his political career. And the things card was actually multiple choice. Uh It's either ruby red lipstick, stilettos, or lingerie. I think they all go with the Las Vegas Strip. We can use them all. (laughs) So then two completely different people take the storybook and the cards, and they go and continue the story. Hmm. No, it's... So if they went, if they continued from your, your vein of, you know, he's dating this woman and has no idea and then finds out that, you know, she owns this gentleman's club, this private high hoi polloi gentleman's club, he needs to break it off because his success is just skyrocketing. He just can't... He cannot take a chance that this news is going to hit the media or get out. Um, I'm, I'm, and no, that's where Chapter 1 ended at their okay. lunch. The next people picked the Las Vegas Strip or one of these ruby red things. <laughs> Gosh, Dan, I don't even know where we'd go with that. <laughs> See, I do because I'm a soap fan. And, you know, what I think is interesting about this is for everyone out there who watches a soap or even any television show, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, I saw that storyline coming or, oh, if I were the writer, I could do so much better. This is actually an opportunity to write their own soap opera for all intents and purposes. I mean, it doesn't have to be super soapy, but to me, this is everyone's opportunity to write their own soap in, in theory. Oh, yeah. You were talking about your fan fiction um, listeners, and um, they could actually take the characters – like you said that they do, like, I don't know, who are some of these characters? Um, we have Victor, Luke, we have Laura, whatever. Erica Kane. Erica Kane, yeah, and then they could go through this and go, okay, let's put together some of these cards, stick her in where the X is. You know, Bradley was admired for his political sex, you know, when he was spotted having a private lunch with Erica Kane. The scandal. She's supposed to be marrying Jack, but secretly she also loves Caleb Cooney, who was the mountain man nephew of her good friend Palmer Cortland. And that I'm not making up. That's actually a real storyline. <laughs> and I've well, silenced Marcy. <laughs> we wrote the soap opera where there were the two, the two twin brothers. One was good and one was evil. That's Adam and Stuart from All My Children. Yes. Okay, that's the last thing I remember. From all my children. One was crazy. And one yes. was like this high businessman who, um, I mean, I haven't watched it in years. I do know that Erica Kane, that Susan Lucci finally did win her her award after so many years. She did. And I, I can't believe that we're almost at a time here. We have a couple more minutes, but I have an idea, Marcy. How about yes. this? If we encourage everyone out there who is listening, and we have the big uh, cliffhanger where Bradley... He's trying to figure out what to do with the woman he loves, Tam, and he just found out that she runs a, as you said, high hoi polloi escort 
gentlemen's club, whatever it is. <laughs> well, we can <laughs> don't laugh at me. We can encourage the listeners out there to email to radio at soapcentral.com their best second chapter for that. And you and I can get together and pick the one that we like the best and, and send them off a copy of Story Club Games, the Girls' Night Out edition, uh, as a prize. I think that's a great idea. In fact, I just thought of something maybe to tip them off. Maybe what happened, the reason how, how Bradley found out about this, about Tam, was that he received an envelope in the mail from a recent trip to Las Vegas with Tam where they were walking down the street and she was wearing bright red stiletto heels. And all it said, there was a photograph in the envelope. It was a brown, brown plain envelope. And there was a photograph in the envelope of them walking down the Vegas Strip. And it said something, oh, I don't know, something very um, threatening almost. Ooh. Well, I'm intrigued. Hmm? I'm very intrigued. But I want to make sure before we, we run out of time that we let people know how they can get more information about the game. So certainly you have a website and, and a Facebook page. Can you let everybody know how to yes, find out? Absolutely. We have a great, um, a great website. It's storyclubgames.com. And then from there you can, there's, there's, uh, connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. Um, but it's a great website. It'll really, there's some videos. We've got a great YouTube channel with lots of videos showing samples of girls um, reading their chapters and um, it just it give you, it'll give you a really good idea of the whole story club experience well I want to thank you so much Marcy for dropping by and chatting with me about this I, and I had fun playing I don't think I did too badly no you did great oh my god yes I think All we right, got my, a story here finally my 20 some years of soap watching has come in handy so I want to thank you so much for dropping by. Of course, everybody, check out storyclubgames.com and we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a few moments. Thank you. Thanks. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans. Are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history, or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who, and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. When I found out that my next guest enjoys trips to the spa, well, I knew she was my kind of girl. For three years, she appeared on One Life to Live as Noelle Ortiz. She's also appeared on and off Broadway, and her next role could very well be as wife of Groom of the Year. Let's welcome January Lavoie to the show. Welcome, January. How are you? Thanks, Dan. Thank you. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm enjoying the fact that it's actually not below freezing here on the East Coast. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. What a day. We lucked out. You know it. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost a, a good enough day for a wedding, but we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> I was looking over your bio earlier today, and I saw that, of course, people know you from One Life to Live, but you apparently also actually appeared on Guiding Light and as a nurse on All My Children before all of that. Do you remember who you were attending to medically on All My Children? Oh, my goodness. Um, it was uh, Babe. It was Babe and Josh. Yes. Um, when when she was in the hospital and uh, he didn't want her to know she was in the hospital, so uh, or she wasn't in the hospital anymore. She was in a hotel room, but they made it look like a hospital. <laughs> and I was in cahoots with him in redesigning oh. the, the room. And yes, yes. That was, was after the it. Satin Slayer, I think, when everyone exactly. wanted to... Exactly. It was right at that time, yes. Okay, so now we know where Babe is... Uh, well, she's not around on All My Children anymore. Uh, and no. Noelle apparently may be on One Life to Live, but we haven't seemed to really see her since she hit it big from from Dorian's Muddy. Where is she? I know. Well, you know, she's at, she's at the diner and she's just baking pie. You know, there's no pie competition here in Landview, so maybe she's off starting that. I'm not sure. <laughs> See, now I'm, folks out there don't know, we were actually talking about cookies during the break, but now you're talking about pie, and it's just like every time we have somebody on this show, we end up talking about food. What's going on? I don't know, Dan. It must be something you attract people to. <laughs> we were That and apparently alcohol. Uh, in the last segment, we, we were talking about <laughs> drinking on game night. I don't know what... Uh, yeah, I don't know what goes on on this show. It's supposed to be about soaps, but let's... <laughs> Let's bring it back here. I mentioned One Life to Live, and I think everybody out there knows that yesterday was the 40th anniversary of Erica Slazak's first appearance on One Life to Live. Of course, she plays Vicky and Nikki and Tricky and all the other <laughs> multiple personalities that she has. Uh, I'm curious, you know, you got the opportunity to work with her. I'm wondering, do you have any uh, favorite memories or uh, stories that you'd like to share with us about her? Yes, you know, Erica's uh, fan club president had contacted me a couple months ago because they were putting together a booklet of people's memories and, and tributes to her, and she's just one of the most extraordinary 
people and actresses I've ever had the good fortune to work with. And my grandmother was an Erica Slezak fan from day one, so I was watching her as, you know, Vicky Nicky when I was a little girl. And um, I remember my very first day on the set when I would, could not have been more nervous, you know, in my life. And uh, I was not only doing my first scene, my first seven episodes, which we were shooting in about three days' time, but I was doing them with Erica Slayback. And uh, we had our rehearsal, and everyone had gone down to the set, and everyone was being very nice, but I could barely, you know, breathe, let alone speak. And right before the cameras started rolling, we were all in our positions, we had all of our props, and the cameras were all waiting. And Erica just very quietly walked across the set to me and took my, my face in her hands, I'll never forget, and she said, welcome, welcome, I hope you're with us for a very, very long time, and she gave me a kiss on the cheek, and, and we went, and it just did wonders in helping sort of melt away all of my fear and tension, and, uh, and what was initially supposed to be a three-month story arc and it turned into two years for me on the show, so... I think what's interesting to know in what you just said is, you know, while people may assume that this multiple Emmy winner is a diva, she's actually anything but. The complete opposite. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. You know, and, and, and One Life to Live, there's a wonderful tone on the whole show. Everyone treats everyone with tremendous respect, actors, crew members. You know, you name it. It's it's a big machine. It takes a lot of of cooperation to get everything done. And everyone always says that really comes down from the top. It comes down from Erica. And she's uh, it's an extraordinary production team as well. But she's she really sets the tone for everyone. Well, soaps aren't just about making pies. There's also about romance. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting segue, but <laughs> we'll work with it. <laughs> Did you work on that for a while? <laughs> <laughs> and your fiance Matt is in, as I mentioned, the, the running for Groom of the Year honors on an online contest at Brides. dot com. So we need to get the whole skinny, the, you know, the how you met, the proposal, what this contest is all about. So let's let's break it down a little bit here. All right. Well, I will say that the the Brides. dot com thing started because um, Matt proposed to me on Christmas Eve of this past year. We got engaged and. Of course, the first thing you do as a, as a bride in America is you, you hop on the machine, as I call it, the syndicate, <laughs> the bridal industry. You sign up for the websites and you start getting 47 emails an hour that tell you that, you know, you're 27 days behind on everything you're supposed <laughs> to be doing. Uh, but uh, I, I was on brides.com looking at dresses and shoes and things, and this thing popped up that said, is your fiancé the groom of the year? And, of course, I think he is. Uh, but we have a couple of, of very romantic, he's a, he's a true romantic, and we have a couple of stories from our time together that people always just, I mean, people go crazy, people weep, and they, they say, oh, I've never heard of anything so romantic. So I thought, well, if that's what this contest is about, I, I think I've got the guy. So I asked him if he would mind, because Matt's also an actor, and, and you know, you kind of have to be careful about, you know, how you sort of put yourself out there. And, and uh, he said, no, I think it would be fun. So we sat down and we filled out the entry together. And sure enough, we got an email saying that out of the hundreds of people who had been, you know, had applied, he was going to be one of the 16 finalists. And it works like the, I'm not a big sports fan, but it works like the March Madness NCAA basketball bracket where it goes from <laughs> 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to 1. And now we've made it to the Elite 8. So on Monday, they'll vote again and we'll see if we make it to uh, down to 4. Um, but it's it's terribly exciting, and we would win a honeymoon and a wedding band and cufflinks and the 
the groom of the year also gets a big screen TV and an Xbox 360, which I think he's the most excited about. I'm a little more excited about the honeymoon. <laughs> but I guess they had to sweeten the deal to make sure that the grooms would really want to participate. So that's how the, the, the contest got started. And uh, in terms of our story, uh, when Matt and I had first begun dating, um, I, uh, I had already had a trip planned to Paris for my birthday. They had always wanted to go. I'd never been. And when I had been planning it, I had still been single. And, and so I, um, I told him, you know, look, I, I'm going on this trip to Paris. I had it planned for a while, and I know we just met, and, you know, I, I think you're wonderful, but, you know, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. And I just, you know, got on my Carrie Bradshaw, and I went to Paris. <laughs> and uh, I got to my hotel, and um, when I opened the door of my hotel, I, I was quite nervous when I arrived because all of a sudden I thought, oh, what have I done? I put myself in a foreign country. I've never been here. I don't know anyone. I don't speak the language very well, and it's my Uh-oh. first day. This is miserable. <laughs> so as I was second-guessing myself and, and opening uh, my hotel room door, I, I looked on the bed, and I saw that there was clothing on my bed, and I thought, oh, no, they gave me the wrong room key, and I, I don't speak French well enough to explain. What am I going to do? And I, I flipped on the light, and I saw that it was a dress all spread out on the bed, and I thought, wait a minute, I know that dress. I, I, I bought that dress for myself in New York, and I had seen it in the window of a shop on Fifth Avenue, and I ran in and bought it. It was silk and embroidered flowers and beautiful, and I just thought, oh, I have to wear that in Paris. And then I got it home, and I thought, this is crazy. I'm not a millionaire. I, I, I have to, I'm taking myself to Paris. I can't have this dress. This is just ridiculous. So I had returned it. And now, on my birthday, it is sitting on my bed Aww. in my hotel room in Paris. I couldn't believe it. And it had a note attached to it in handwriting that I recognized, and it said, Hi, beautiful. I wanted you to have your dress to wear for your birthday in Paris. I hope you have a wonderful time, but hurry back. I can't take care of this city all by myself. Love, Matt. Oh, wow. <laughs> And he had gone, and he had gone to the store, and he had asked the salespeople, described the dress, figured out my size, got the hotel information. I mean, he had gone through all of these lengths to let me know that he thought I was special. So needless to say, I, I thought he was pretty special. I can imagine. Now, that's quite a surprise. I'm wondering, are you someone who's easy to surprise, or it was that, I mean, I'm obviously that had to blow your... I'm a control freak, Dan. I'm the hardest person in the world to surprise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was really, I mean, that was sort of what blew me away about it, was that he had managed to do all of this and ask me sort of subversive questions about, you know, he took me he took me Christmas shopping for his, quote-unquote, his mom, and was asking me if I thought she would fit that, and, oh, well, what size are you? And, and you know, sort of got the information out of me that way, and it was really quite amazing. So. Sounds very sneaky. Yes, <laughs> I, yes I know. Very sneaky. <laughs> I have to watch out. If this were a soap, I'd be worried. Um, so, yeah, yes, and I, he also managed... I'm sorry, what was that? No, I was going to say you're absolutely right if it were a soap, but no, I mean, that's that's almost more romantic than anything I can remember seeing on a soap in any uh, past couple of months. I mean, that's that's such a sweet story. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's quite extraordinary and it's it's a certain amount of commitment to loving someone and wanting to do something special for them and it does kind of link to a soap in a way because what we enjoy about our soap characters is that no matter they will do anything to get what they want whether it's in romance or jealousy or revenge or you know all sorts of things but the you know we see the we see them go to these extremes that we generally 
don't in our own lives or, or feel, you know, sometimes we're good, sometimes we're bad, but we feel that we shouldn't sort of put a toe over that line. And Matt has sort of demonstrated this willingness to, to really go there when it comes to the romance. So it's, it's kind of wonderful. There's, for folks out there who are listening, there are also some more stories over on Brides.com in the, uh, well, I guess January said it best, it's sort of a March Madness sort of battle it out of the of the grooms. And there's one of the stories that uh, he shared, and I'm going to paraphrase, uh, it was sort of, he said he was having a really bad day, he'd lost his phone, he was late for work, uh, was in the train station, and then looked up and saw you coming towards him, and not only did you have a new phone for him, but you called his job and told them that he would be late, and so, I mean, it, it's not just him that seems to be doing the amazing. You also seem to be doing your part, too, here. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm certainly inspired by the things that he's done for me and my family since we've been together, and it, it, it's... Um you know, I think we all tend to hold back a little bit in love because we're scared that we're going to get our heart broken or that we'll be laughed at or that we won't be reciprocated. And and uh, and he has made me feel that this is a completely safe place where I can be as romantic or as silly or as sad or whatever the day brings to me that I am in real life. And he will he will he will meet me there. And um, Really quickly, I just want to add that when we got engaged, I didn't know it was coming, and I had gone to Maine, where my parents live, um, pretty far, Bangor, Maine, uh, to uh, to spend Christmas with them, and he had told me he had to work, and which he had. He only found out a couple nights before that he wasn't he was going to be uh, off at the restaurant that he works at that night, and so um, he found out on Monday. Christmas Eve was Friday, I guess. So Thursday night, after I had flown up there. He took a train to a train to a Greyhound bus to a taxi, 14-hour trip overnight, and installed himself in the basement of the restaurant where we were having Christmas dinner to wait so that he could surprise me, had the waitress bring the ring to our table during dessert, and came up and, and proposed to me. It's a complete surprise. So he's really very committed to this idea of, uh, of romantic surprises. It sounds like every time you go out of town, there's something romantic that happens. <laughs> I know. I know. You know I'm, it's good that you say that because I'm actually going to visit a friend in Philadelphia tomorrow, and I'll be expecting something good. <laughs> well, I'm in Philadelphia. Surprise! <laughs> Maybe it's not oh, like what a great surprise. I don't think I like oh. your, your tone. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're almost out of time for this segment, so I want to uh, give you a chance. What have you been, uh, is there any new projects that you're working on or anything that you're up to that fans can check out? Uh, not at the moment. I actually have, um, I have, this might be a nice little crossover for some soap fans because I have, um, I do audiobooks a lot. Um, and I have a new audiobook that is just coming out that I did the voice for. It's, uh, I believe it's released next week. Um, and it is called Sweet Valley Confidential. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Sweet Valley High. Valley High, yeah. Um, so the woman who wrote those, Francine Pascal, has written a 10 years later book. Uh, there's been a 10 years since we've seen the twins. Um, and I, I was a very big fan of the books when I was in high school. Um, so that book is coming out next week. Um, so folks can check that out if they're interested in hearing me do... I, I would say I probably do about, I do the entire book, so I do all of the okay. characters, probably about 50 different voices and the narration, and um, that's kind of a fun thing. Um, 
other than that, you can hear my voice in the, in Danon commercials for Danonino Kids Yogurt. And uh, uh, I don't know what's what's up for me next in the theater, but I'm sure there'll be something soon, so I'll keep you posted. Oh, absolutely. And, of course, we'll also have the link for all of you out there for Sweet Valley Confidential so that you can find out all that good stuff. And don't forget to head over to brides.com and vote for Matt in the March Madness thing. January, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out today to chat with me. Oh, Dan, thank you. And everybody, we'll be back in just a moment with more of Soap Central Live. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. Of course, if you remember a few weeks ago, we talked a little bit about the Indie Soap Awards, which award excellence for online soaps. And we sort of talk about everything here. It's not just our on-screen soaps. But I don't know if you're like me, but I often wonder how these web soaps sort of come about from the creation process to getting online and if there's any financing involved in and all that other good stuff. So I figured what better way to find out those answers than to have someone come on the show who's involved in the process. And Damien Tracy is the creative force behind the Web Soap Secrets. So we're going to welcome him to the show and get a little bit more information. Damien, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so we have to get the background on you. Everybody who comes on here has to give their soap credentials. So, okay. what's, what soaps do you watch? How long have you been watching? You know, the whole rundown. Hit us with your resume. Uh, okay, I have been watching primarily All My Children and One Life to Live on and off since I was probably born. <laughs> okay. And 
actually, uh, when I was in college, I did an internship at One Life to Live. So that's always kind of the closest to my heart. Okay. That's certainly, you don't get much uh, more of a credential than being able to say that you interned for one of the soaps. I know, I know. It was a great, great experience and uh, really um, just kind of insane, especially having been a viewer for so long to then suddenly, you know, be on the set and interacting with people that, you know, you've seen on TV for years and years. It's, it was a surreal experience. It took a little getting used to it first, but ultimately it was a great learning experience. So what was it that made you decide to put together an online soap? Well, actually, after I completed my internship, um, I went to Drexel University here in Philly, and uh, I had to do a senior project that related to my internship. So what I did was I created a, a soap opera, and I filmed five episodes. They were like, you know, seven to ten minutes long, and uh, Drexel ended up airing them on their TV station that they have, the uh, DUTV. And that was actually the original version of Secrets. And I sort of always kept it in my mind that I would love to do uh, additional episodes and kind of pick up, you know, years down the road, like where those characters were and what they were up to. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was interested in working on a project. And I had shown him my original project. And this is now 15 years later. And he was like, why don't you, you know, do more episodes of that? It would be so fun. And that was sort of how it started, and then I sort of discovered that there were other uh, indie soaps, uh, you know, playing on YouTube, and it just kind of grew from there. So let's give everybody a little bit of background on Secrets, uh, whether it be 15 years ago or what's going on now. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the plots and the characters and all the good stuff. Okay. Um, well, the version that's out now is really all you can see, because I never, I, I've yet to post the old ones on uh YouTube, because I'm afraid they haven't uh, aged very well. So, uh, um, I basically, I'm also, I also act on the show, and I took the character that I played in the original version and kind of, you know, picked him up 15 years later in his life and had him come out of the closet. So, and he was sort of outed in a, a, a scandalous situation where he worked at a soap opera, and he had an affair with one of the male actors on the show who was married to a woman, and uh, he was... Um, outed by one of the other actors on the show, and um, he's sort of picking up and trying to build his life back, and he goes back to the college that he attended and is now a college professor. And uh, before his first day of class, he sort of has a one-night stand with a guy he meets at a bar who, of course, then turns out to be one of his students. And uh, it sort of all rolls from there. We, have, there, we did a storyline where there's a serial killer on the loose, and... You know, we have a mafia family um, where one of the um, the brother has faked his own death and come back to kind of reclaim the love of his life and causes all kinds of problems for his sister and, uh, you know, his, his former uh, boyfriend. And it's, you know, it's Whoa. over the top, soapy, good stuff. Oh, my goodness. I, I think uh, Marcy Jacobs is taking notes for her next edition of the Story Club Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing that was missing is Bradley, the guy who wants to be a politician, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I need to get a politician in there. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, since there are seemingly more and more indie soaps that are popping up every day, how difficult is it to stand out in the crowd? Well, you know, it gets harder and harder every time you hear that, uh, you know, one of these great soap divas has joined the cast of one of the other indie soaps. 
Um, or then you have like a star-filled show like The Bay where it's just, you know, everyone and their mother is in it. Um, so it, it's tough. And, I, you know, I try and get us as much press and publicity. Every time we have new episodes, I send out a press release and, I, you know, I'm on Facebook constantly promoting it. And, you know, I, I've sort of struggled with the idea of pursuing some, you know, people with some soap credentials to get involved. But I sort of like where we stand on our show as being truly independent and it's, it's all new faces and new stories and, and things along that line. That, that being said, if, you know, Andrea Evans from, you know, Tina from One Life to Live were to call me and say she wanted to be on it, I probably wouldn't say no. <laughs> hey, well, what if you ever need a, a, a bartender or a random radio show host, just uh, send, me an e- send me an email. I'd be more than happy <laughs> I to certainly will. <laughs> Good. I'm curious, too, uh, we're talking about the online soaps. I know that some of the other even well-known web soaps have put up public petitions asking for donations to help them uh, become viable. What are the financial challenges involved for you uh, getting these series together and getting them online and, and getting people to, to film them and act in them? Uh, or just curious. Yeah, well, as of right now, nobody involved with uh, our show gets paid. I, you know, it's basically everyone involved is doing it strictly uh, for the love of, you know, acting or creating music or being creative. Um, I have reached out to, you know, some local businesses like bars, and we filmed in a bookstore um, about letting us film there to use their space and their time, which normally, you know, if you were filming something, they would be compensated for that. But since we can't, you know, we do what we can, and we'll throw a little slate at the end, you know, please support such and such a business. Um, so it's any money that this has cost has been, I think we rented one location. I upgraded my video camera, which I probably would have done anyway, um, and it's all come out of my pocket. I know some of the other shows have done, like, uh, Kickstarter, where you can donate yes. money. Yeah. And, um, I mean, we do sell uh, Boy Nine Productions. is my production company, and uh, I have a... Um, a link on secretsoftheseries.com on the webpage where you can buy Boy Nine Productions merchandise. And, you know, that really doesn't, that barely puts a dent in, you know, what the fees are for <laughs> producing a show. I can imagine. And, and just quickly, just uh, for anyone who missed it, because we're almost out of time, again, what is the uh, URL for Secrets? Okay, it's uh, www.secretsoftheseries.com. And uh, all the episodes that we have are posted up there. We have 22, 23 episodes posted as of now. And on Monday, episode 24 premieres. And then our season finale will be uh, the following Monday, episode 25. That sounds perfect. Uh, I can't believe that we're out of time. But, Damien, I want to thank you for dropping by and talking a little bit about Secrets. And maybe we'll have you on uh, in the future to talk about the show again. Oh, please do. Anytime. And, of course, everybody, I want to thank all of my other guests this week, Marcy Jacobs, the force behind Story Club. For your chance to win your own edition of the game, be sure to check out our contest on the Soap Central Live page. And if you haven't yet cast your vote for January's fiancé, Matt Hostetler, as Groom of the Year, be sure to visit Brides.com to cast your vote. And even though today's show is over, it doesn't mean that the honeymoon has to end. If you missed any part of today's show or just want to hear it again, head on over to SoapCentral.com slash radio for all sorts of listening options for this and every other edition of Soap Central Live. I'll be back again with another edition of Soap Central Live next week, so stay tuned, and I'll see you on the next edition of Soap Central Live. (laughs) 
Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.